folks. Uh, welcome to our last forum presentation for this year. Uh, my name is Mike. I am the rector at Holy Communion, and it has been quite a year of forums. I was thinking back to September when we kicked off this year. I had maybe my favorite of all the forum conversations at our first forum when we welcomed the Reverend Mark Bazzuti-Jones and Kelly Lattimore. Uh, Kelly is the iconographer, actually, of a lot of these icons. Uh, we've given away a number of icons this year. I've actually given away my copy of Mama, which sits in the church, which has been up in this corner of my office for some of our fora. Uh, but Kelly did a number of these icons. And that was the first forum of the year. And now we've come to the last forum of the year, which is Pentecost. Uh, and for Pentecost, I brought another one of my icons in, uh, one that wasn't by Kelly, but which is right here, it's hard backwards. Uh, right here behind me, there's a, um, a spirit, a, a dove, kind of looks like a pigeon actually, but uh, that a friend of mine, Matthew Wright gave me. Uh, and it's just an, it's a very different kind of icon, um, but it's kind of fun to be surrounded by icons as we talk about the last forum of the year uh, at when we started the year talking about icons. So tomorrow is Pentecost. Um, I am wearing red today. I'll be wearing a different kind of red tomorrow because I'll have to have my uh, priest outfit on and I'll be wearing a red stole. Uh, but this is one of my Holy Communion shirts um, with the quote from Desmond Tutu. Uh, but this is a uh, red shirt, and I'd invite you, whether you join us in person tomorrow or join us for um, the uh, uh, online virtual coffee hour, uh, to wear red. Uh, but Pentecost is a day when we wear red, uh, and it's a day when we celebrate the Spirit. Pentecost uh, comes from 50. It's 50 days after the Pasto Passover, or 50 days after Easter. And so this long season of Easter, uh, longer than Lent, wraps up tomorrow with Pentecost. And it is the time in which we remember that the Spirit came. Jesus says a number of times in the Gospels, I need to go so that the Spirit can come. We live in the time after Pentecost. That's what the Episcopal Church calls, what our Roman Catholic siblings call uh, the ordinary time. We call it the season after Pentecost. So all summer long, we'll be marking Sundays by the you know first Sunday after Pentecost, the second Sunday after Pentecost, all the way through uh, to November when we pick up Advent again. So we live in the season after Pentecost. We live in the time of the Holy Spirit. I'll talk a lot more about the Spirit in my sermon tomorrow, but I want to notice a couple of things about the Spirit with you right now. And I want to note if folks are watching live, because I'm broadcasting this live today, I decided we'll do the last forum live. Uh, if you want to ask a question or make a comment in either Facebook or YouTube, I'm happy to take some Q&A at the end. So um, if you're watching out there, feel free to drop a comment or a question in the comments and I will take them up at the end. So Pentecost, the spirit. The spirit is a really 
difficult thing to define. Um, a lot of my theology professors talked about the spirit as the most neglected part of the Trinity. The spirit is a difficult thing to define. It's ephemeral. Other than representation as a bird, like that one, or like the beautiful one in our stained glass window at Holy Communion, other than its beautiful representation of a bird, it's the least sort of defined person of the Trinity. It's the most sort of ephemeral nature of God. And there's also a sense that the Spirit is a promise, and Jesus promises to send the Holy Spirit. And there's a sense in which the Spirit sort of remains this promise. Because the Spirit is not concrete, because the Spirit is spiritual, you know, what we used to call in the church, what they still call in German, the Geist, uh, in the church, in the old language of the prayer book, which is still in right one, we talk about the Holy Ghost. There's an old Eddie Izzard bit about the Holy Ghost. It's pretty good. But there's an ephemeral nature to the Spirit, and there's a sense of promise in that. And there's a sense in which the spirit is a promise that we are not alone. We're not in this alone. God will be with us. I want to say a word about why I think it's really important that we're celebrating Pentecost tomorrow, and why Pentecost is an important thing for us in these days. These are thin days. There's a great deal that is shifting, especially since that CDC announcement last week that folks could take off their masks if they were vaccinated, things have really been moving fast, it feels like. Things have been shifting. And I've been telling folks, I think many of us have been worn thin. Worn thin by the work of surviving, by the work of grief. These are thin days. For some folks, that CDC announcement was a bit like the lid coming off a jar and you're looking in the jar at your emotions for the first time in a long time because we've been spending so much energy just getting through. Be th in these thin times, it's important to be gentle with one another, be gentle with ourselves. These are times when it's important to be willing to make some apologies and accept some apologies. I have had to apologize for things I have done and for things that I've left undone during COVID times. I have not always been at my best self. The church always hasn't been at its best self through these COVID times. I'm not saying we're at our best self now either. A friend of mine uh, who used to run a church in Denver uh, said that she had a lot of people that came to her church that sort of like at Holy Communion we do. A lot of people came to her church called House for all sinners and saints. Her name's Nadia, she's a Lutheran pastor. And she said in her newcomers classes, she would always tell folks, welcome to the church. I will disappoint you. The church will disappoint you. I think it's an important reminder. All of us have things that we have done and things that we have left undone that we wish we hadn't done or that we wish we hadn't left undone. This is a season where while the lid is coming off, while a lot of us are going 
into our emotions and getting past the just surviving, there's going to be some apologies that need to happen. There's going to be some reconciliation that needs to happen. And it's going to be a little hard. I know a number of us are in this place, are feeling a little bit ragged. So be gentle. Be gentle with your family members. Be gentle with yourself as best you can. And trust. Trust that God's spirit is blowing. Trust that God will meet you even in the midst of these days. Jesus has one of my favorite names for the spirit in John's gospel. Jesus talks about the spirit as the advocate. The advocate. Trust that God is your advocate. God is on your side. When you feel your energy is low, know that you don't have to go it alone. The world doesn't depend on you. It depends on God. So the spirit is a promise that you're not in this alone. It's important advice in any time. It's an important reminder in any time. Pentecost comes as this reminder that we're not alone. But it's particularly important now. We are moving slowly into this next new world as a parish. And we're not exactly sure what to expect. It's one of the things that's been so hard about this virus the whole time. We don't know it well. It's not like chicken pox or something that has been around forever. We don't know the long-term effects of COVID. We don't know exactly how it affects kids. We do know numbers are declining in our region, in our country. We pray that they might start to decline all around the world. We pray that they will keep declining. But there's still enough COVID around in the background for it to be dangerous. Dangerous for folks with compromised immune systems. Dangerous for kids. We're a diverse church with kids who can't yet be vaccinated. We're a diverse ch church with folks with immune systems that are affected by cancer and HIV and organ transplants. We have folks who aren't yet fully vaccinated in our congregation. So we're going to play things safe. As I said last week, the church is one of the last places that you're going to get to take your mask off. This is out of solidarity and to keep things simple and to keep it so that we're not marked as some people with masks on and some people with masks off. The only people that are going to take masks off at Holy Communion are people who are vaccinated and who are speaking. Uh, and that'll be preachers and celebrants and people doing readings. And it'll be so, and we'll be more than 12 feet away, double the social distance recommendations. And it is for folks that have a hard time hearing. We've learned through COVID that a lot more of us lip read than we knew. And so we'll be removing masks so that people can understand. But you'll see me when I'm done saying a prayer or preaching a sermon, put my mask right back on because it's a time for solidarity. And it's a time to keep things simple because we've got a lot more rules to learn. We've got a lot more social norms to write as we move forward. We're learning about how to behave in this hopefully post-quarantine time. And while we're learning, we're going to play it safe. And still, it's exciting to get to take steps. I've been looking forward to the day that we were going to get to have indoor worship since about a week after we closed. It was so good last week to have people in the church again for the 8 a.m. service, even with the windows open, even with masks. 
we've learned some things in this year. We've learned how important online can be. About twice as many people worship with us weekly online as did at our highest number in person. It's like Easter every Sunday at Holy Communion now in terms of the number of people worshiping with us. Online can be important. It's something that we are learning. We've also learned um, through conversations around what COVID is like through surveys, uh, we've learned, for instance, that while some people treasure and miss the peace the way that we used to practice it at Holy Communion with hugs and people running around all over the place trying to say hello to everybody during the peace, some people love that, but others let us know that they were made deeply uncomfortable by folks invading their space. There were folks that made were made deeply uncomfortable by the way that we did the peace because they would watch people embrace their friends and they didn't get the same kind of embrace, and so they felt a little left out. We can't practice the peace the way we used to. It's probably gonna be a while before we're comfortable, you know, giving hugs and shaking hands and doing all of that, especially with folks we don't know well. And I think there's a possibility here to be intentional about how the peace comes back to be intentional about the ways we make people feel in the midst of church. So we know we have to stay put for the piece right now, and we know that it can still be welcoming. At eight o'clock on Sunday last week, we had all sorts of folks waving their hands and saying peace, but nobody's space was invited, invaded. Now we have a chance to move forward as a church rather than just back. We have a chance to do something new in the months ahead. It's not going to be fast. We're going to take our time. The summer is always a bit of a slow time around the church with people traveling and we just have always sort of functioned on an academic calendar in the church. And so we're going to use summer to take our time. And I'm taking advantage of the slow time to get some leave. I didn't take my paternity leave when Silas came into our lives. I was allowed up to three months, and I only took two weeks because construction was starting on our capital campaign, uh, and it just, the timing worked out such a way I couldn't take the leave. Last year, I was supposed to take a three-month sabbatical. I was supposed to be gone the whole summer. So I'm taking some time off this summer. I really think you're going to enjoy using this time to get to know the Reverend Julie Graham, our new associate rector. She arrives June 1st. We will welcome her in services on June 6th, whether you're with us in person or participate online. Uh, we'll also, that June 6th, that will be our next outdoor service. The registration is live up at holycommunion.net. I'm really impressed by Julie. Uh, I wouldn't have brought her to Holy Communion if I wasn't, but I'm really impressed by her. And I'm really looking forward to her being here. We get several weeks of overlap time. Um, and I've chosen to be away this summer and next summer because summer is a lighter lift. It'll be easier for Julie to uh, carry the, the bulk of the preaching and the work of administration with Cheyenne, our really careful doctor, director of operations. It's a lighter time uh, for her to do that in the summer. And know that in addition to adding Julie and um, bringing her and all of her creativity into our church, um, 
and in addition to re-examining what we do with the piece or our online presence or the small groups that many of you engaged with in this last year. In addition to all that, we want you to spend some time this summer thinking about, praying about how you want us to move, not just back, but forward. Of course, there are elements of church we're looking forward to having back. We're looking forward to singing together. We're looking forward to being able to safely reconvene children's chapel and the nursery and someday even breakfast. And I hope all of that can come back in the relatively near future. Psychologically, I think I'm preparing myself for um, hoping for a fall return for many of those things. And, and I can't promise that yet. We're still being advised by a group of doctors and scientists that say we hope for that and we can't promise it, but, uh, but we're hopeful. I hope all of it can come back in the relatively near future. For now, we've got to move slowly. For now, we're even keeping church services short so that kids can come with parents and the whole thing will be done in about a half hour. Uh, we've got coloring sheets for the kids. We've been doing that for a long time. Um, but we're keeping stuff simple and short and moving slowly on purpose. But I find myself wondering, how do we want to move forward? How do we want to move forward? I'm getting close to wrapping up this forum. If anybody is watching and has a question or a comment, I'll take it. I'm also happy to uh, take questions and comments in virtual coffee hour on Sunday, the 23rd. This will be our final virtual coffee hour. And I hope you'll come ready to talk about this year, what we've learned. I hope you'll come ready to talk about the forum, what we've learned. But I wonder, how will we move forward as a church? How will we practice our faith and invite the spirit in? How will we let the spirit blow where it blows? That's a, that's a scriptural reference. The spirit of God blows where it will. How will we listen to the direction in which we are being led? How will we follow where God is inviting us to follow? And how will we trust that God will be with us? With, through the Holy Spirit, God will be with us and will bless us on the way. So I'm looking forward to Sunday. I'm looking forward to seeing a bunch of people in red, both in person and online. I'm looking forward to celebrating the Spirit's presence with us. I'm looking forward to conversation at virtual coffee hour and in the coming weeks. And I'm looking forward to some time uh, with my family uh, to do some reflection. I'm, as I'm away this summer, I'm working on this doctorate in ministry, which is all about spirituality. So, you know, good thing to talk about on Pentecost. Uh, but I'm working on this doctorate in ministry and I'm thinking intentionally about who I am as a leader, how Holy Communion works as a church, as an organization, and how our spirituality ties into our action. I'm looking forward to some focused time uh, in study and in prayer about that. Uh, and I hope that you're looking forward to the next months as a time when we can engage with one another, when you can engage with our new Associate Rector, Julie. Uh, I'm looking forward to this sort of easier, lighter time as a time to go gently, and to go slowly, but to continue to make steps to where God is inviting us next, to continue to take steps toward that beloved community of Jesus.
So I hope to see at least some of you at virtual coffee hour tomorrow, May 23rd. And I look forward to engaging with many of you in these weeks before I go on sabbatical and when I get back. Blessings and we'll talk soon. God bless.